Welcome to Noblesville First Online Worship. I'm so glad to be with you today. I am Pastor Jill Moffitt, and this is my first Sunday with you all, and I'm thrilled to be here. And I look forward to worshiping with you and meeting each of you as uh, the weeks and months go on. And being in the middle of a pandemic, I know it's uh, sometimes difficult to, to navigate where we are, and I'm hoping that you will feel free to reach out to me and let me know ways I can continue to connect with you. Glad you're here this morning as we are praising God together and uh, looking forward to spending this morning with you. Welcome to Noblesville First United Methodist Church in Noblesville, Indiana. My name is Bonnie Zitgraf, Hospitality Coordinator. If this is your first visit with us or you just haven't introduced yourself to us yet, please know that we have a gift for you and we welcome you to worship with us. You can leave a comment here on the Facebook page or contact us at the numbers listed below. You can also visit us at noblesvillefirst.com for all of our details and contact information. We are happy to connect with you and send you our gift. And know this, at Noblesville First, everyone is welcome. Be safe, be well, and God bless. Please join me in the call to worship. I will bless the Lord at all times. God's praise shall continually be in my mouth. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt God's name together. Please join in singing Hymn of Praise, number 160, Rejoice Ye Pure in Heart. Let us pray. 
Lord, you know us so well. We thank you for your presence in our lives, even when we don't recognize it. This day we have gathered, coming from a week of unexpected happenings and events which have surprised us. Make us ready to become stronger witnesses for your love as we receive your word and find our spirits and lives healed. Amen. Good morning. We invite you all to extend your prayers to these in our congregation who are experiencing pain. For Nancy Rairdon, as she recovers from her back surgery, we are hoping by the time you watch this, she will be recovering at home. For Katie Curtis, daughter of Joe and Jean Marie, who had surgery this week. For Kathy Thomas, who is recovering from a concussion after a fall. And for Nan and Ed Watson, as Nan begins chemotherapy. We extend our sympathy and prayers to Jenny Endicott and family at her grandmother's passing, and to Colleen Albright and her family at the passing of her father, Willis Hagen. We celebrate today with Jean and Dick Neff, whose daughter received a negative test results from her COVID-19 test, and Emily Albright on the news of her getting engaged. If you have any prayer concerns you'd like to share with the church, we ask that you please do so using the website link to prayer requests or using your Noblesville First app where the prayer request form is also available. You can also contact your pastoral care team for upcoming surgeries or pastoral needs at care at noblesvillefirst.com using the 24-7 care line at 317-773-2590 or the church office at 317-773-2500. And now, will you please join me in the call to prayer? God of grace and love, in you we live and move and have our being. Hear our prayer, O Lord. We pause in your presence to rest from our work and responsibilities. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Receive this day our fears and concerns, our hopes and joys. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Renew us by your spirit to be instruments of justice and peace in this world you love. Hear our prayer, O Lord.
we invite you now to take this time to lift up your own prayers today as we join together in a moment of silent prayer. Please continue in prayer with me. Father God, as we come before you today, some are hurting, some are joyous, some are tired, and all of us are looking for more of your love in our lives. We ask that we would receive an extra helping of your love today, a blessing of full hearts that overflow to those around us, to those in our community, to those in need of love. We ask that you inspire us, that you encourage us, that you push us to get out into those communities as safely as we can, whether it be through just neighborly contact, whether it be through online opportunities in Zoom meetings and things like that, whether it be through safe and socially distanced worship spaces. We ask that you would encourage us to continue your kingdom work however we can do so safely in this time. We look around, God, and we see a world that is hurting. We see a world that is torn apart by pandemics and racism and people who are divided on solely things as simple as political parties without really understanding what we're arguing about all the time. And God, that is not to say that there are not things that are worth arguing about in this time, God. We have seen so many things come to light that maybe we didn't realize. God, we just ask for your wisdom. We need your wisdom in how to deal with these things that have come up. Show us your way, God, that we know through your Son involves loosing the chains of oppression and freeing people and healing people and bringing communities together and acting in love because you are love. Father, give us the courage to be love to those around us. And we pray all of this in the name of your Son, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
a few announcements to share with you now. Please remember that the Teeter Outdoor Worship is available each Sunday when the weather permits at 8.15 and at 10 o'clock. You'll find the services are very similar. If you have any trouble finding the Teeter Retreat and Farm, it's located at 10980 East 221st Street. Also, please be sure to help out our Teeter mission to fight food insecurity in Hamilton County. I go to the Teeter Farm Stand every Saturday from 9 to 12. You can purchase some fresh produce there. It's located at the entrance to the farm on East 221st Street. Be sure to check out the Q&A that we've recorded this week of Pastor Jill Moffat, our new associate pastor. It'll be shown as a part of this Facebook video, so you can just stay tuned for it. It'll also be posted later on on Facebook as well as on our website as a separate video, so you can watch it later if you're not available at that time. And be sure to catch Pastor Jill's Dive Into Devotion that was, it will air every Tuesday at 2 p.m. And again, that can be watched later at your convenience. Well, we love Mike Cowart. Uh, he's done so many things for this church, so we've put together a Chef Mike carryout dinner for Friday, July 24th. The cost will be $15 a plate. Uh, it's a great way to help Mike out during this COVID-19 challenge. You'll find the order form on our Noblesville First website. And be sure after you've made your order and tips will be accepted, be sure that you also choose the pickup time from 4 to 6 p.m. on that Friday evening. We will be offering a socially distanced grief share program that begins Sunday, August 9th. And also the divorce care program will start up on the following Friday, August 14th. Karen Staten asked that we share that the Prevail Clothesline Ministry is now in need of donations. We have 10 tags, and you can pick those up. Just come to our front entrance or door number one. Uh, They'll let you in. Just share that you're coming for the Prevail Clothesline. You'll find a tag on the clothesline. Take it. Purchase the new item, and then put that in a bag and staple the tag to the bag and bring it back to the church. We'll make sure it gets where it needs. If you have any questions, contact Karen Staten at kstaten6, the number 6, at yahoo.com. And now at this time, Phyllis Hunter has another announcement to share for Bags, Baskets, and Blessings Reimagined. Hi there. It's been a while since I've updated you on just what was happening with BBB Reimagined. So I'm going to do that this morning while you look at these wonderful baskets and offerings that we have available. The time has come. BBB Reimagined is actually here. It's a new way to do bags, baskets, and blessings this year. Our online store has purses, bags, and baskets of all kinds. You really just won't believe the finds. Brands like Vera Bradley, Coach, Prada, and Chaps, or you might prefer Michael Kors, perhaps. Purses with handles and straps from short to long. So many choices, you simply can't go wrong. We have gift baskets with a patriotic theme. Something for everyone, it would seem. Napkin rings, candles, and home decor. You can find them at our online store. We have Spider-Man, Frozen 2, and Sesame Street. Dinosaurs, Shopkins, cars, and other toys that are neat. Paw Patrol, Ninja Turtles, and Unicorn Toys. So many baskets to delight girls and boys. And look at this darling 18-inch doll. She's just cute as can be, 
with 11 outfits and five pairs of shoes for you to see. We welcome donations of things made by you. We'll add those to the site for people to view. With everyone's help, we can make this a hit. All money goes to UMW Missions, every little bit. The church website will give you the BBB link. Click on it and let us know what you think. And if you don't find what you're looking for, keep checking back because we're going to be adding more. BBB Reimagined is here. I want to reiterate, we hope you'll agree. It's really great. Thank you. Hey, Orange Express, you know what this is, right? It's a Valentine. Each Valentine's Day, hundreds and thousands of these are made and given out to friends and loved ones. Some people buy them, some people make them. I made this one myself. Do you like it? Have you ever felt nervous about giving out a Valentine? I know it can be pretty scary and you might get embarrassed or not even know what to say. But when you give a Valentine to a friend, it makes them feel so special and they know you care about them. You know, what if we told someone that they were special and we cared about them every day instead of just Valentine's Day? Think of the difference it can make in a person's day. I know that telling someone you love them or showing that you care can be a hard thing to do. We're afraid of rejection or embarrassment, but God calls us to love one another. Have you ever heard the command to love your neighbor as yourself? Well, your neighbor doesn't just have to be the person that lives next to you. It can be anyone. It could be a bus driver, your teacher, your friend you play with on the playground at recess. If you love them every day, you're obeying God's command. Now, I know you give Valentines to people you like, but what if you give them to people you don't like? Doesn't that seem crazy? But God says to love your enemies too. Now, I'm pretty sure you know who your enemies are, but do you know how to love them? If they said something mean to you, would you say something mean back? If you love them, would you say something nice to them? If they hurt you, would you hurt them back? God calls us to love our enemies and pray for them. Praying for them is just like giving them a Valentine. When they see you loving them, they'll see Jesus too. So next time Valentine's Day rolls around, just remember to love people every day, not just Valentine's Day. For our stewardship moment today, we'd like to lift up the Methodist Church. The system behind the church that allows for our ordained clergy to move between churches every few years helps to keep ministry moving and ideas growing. It is a highly connectional system that encourages growth and change. And we're blessed that that system has given us the opportunity to have Pastor Jill Moffat join us and bring her ideas and gifts to this community. We also continue to remember Pastor Aaron in our prayers as he continues in his ministry at Broadway UMC, blessing them with his ideas and gifts as well. As for your gifts and ideas, there are many things you can be doing to assist in the ministry here at Noblesville First. Katie Rogers, our farm manager at Teeter, has set up early and later hours to come and help on the farm to try to beat the heat, moving those times to 7.30 in the morning till noon and 6 to 9 p.m. And we can always use as many hands there as possible. We also have a need for those joining us at the outdoor services to help with parking and greeting. You can find these things and more at our Opportunities to Serve sections of our website and the Noblesville First app. Please reach out to the church office if you have any questions or would like to volunteer. And now, as we enter into our time of offering, which is available online through our app, or sending a check to the church, please join me in asking God to bless these gifts. God, thank you for the opportunity to worship today. 
thank you for your grace and love that abound to us fresh each day. As we prepare to give our gifts, tithes, and offerings this morning, we ask that you bless them and multiply them for your kingdom work. Amen. We're the Mullen family, and we'll be reading Exodus 20, 1 through 7. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You must have no other gods before me. Do not make an idol for yourself, no form whatsoever, of anything in the sky above, or on the earth below, or in the waters under the earth. 
Do not bow down to them or worship them, because I, the Lord your God, am a passionate God. I punish children for their parents' sins, even to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But I am loyal and gracious to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. Do not use the Lord your God's name as if it were of no significance. The Lord won't forgive anyone who uses his name that way. Let's pray together. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, because you are our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. I grew up in a secular home in Knoxville, Tennessee. My sister and I enjoyed decorating the Christmas tree with our family ornaments and presents on Christmas morning. We had Easter baskets. We went to the Easter buffet instead of church. That changed, however, when my mom felt that she wanted to get back in touch with her Jewish faith and our Jewish roots in our family. We started to attend one of the Jewish synagogues in town and became very involved. My mom and I eventually had our bat mitzvahs together when I was 15 years old, and I dove into the Jewish faith. The history, the traditions, the rituals, the worship, the conversations around scripture and the story of God. I learned that the name of God is sacred, so sacred that many Jews do not speak the name of God or they don't write it out completely. To speak of God was to speak reverently about God, sometimes not even saying the name aloud. Growing up in the Bible Belt as a Jewish teenager was a challenge. I'll never forget some classmates of mine one time challenging me saying that I was going to hell because I didn't believe in Jesus and asking me if a good teacher would lie. From my perspective, they were naming God as judgmental, narrow, elitist, and condemning. If that's what Jesus is all about, I thought, then why would I be interested in learning more about him? Fast forward to my senior year of high school when I took a class called Bible History. We studied the Bible as literature, looked at geography, the narratives, the characters, etc. I became fascinated with the New Testament and the person of Jesus and his teachings. All of a sudden, reading the gospel for myself, I began to rename Jesus as tolerant, as loving, as grace-filled, someone who gives voice to the voiceless, someone who stands for justice, and a figure who came to turn the world upside down. I had never been introduced to this Jesus before. Out of all of the times that someone had tried to tell me about Jesus, not once did anyone name him as I found him in the gospel stories. Instead, the name of Jesus was used to invoke fear and condemnation. Wow, I thought, how many people are missing out on knowing the real Jesus? because of people who misuse his name. That's what today's commandment, do not use the name of God as if it is insignificant or to make wrongful use of it. That's what it's really about. Scholars believe that this particular commandment is about cautioning against invoking God's name in support of something that God would not indeed favor. Let's take a moment to remember the Ten Commandments were not something brand new to the Hebrew people. 
especially if they knew their story of Genesis. It's all spelled out for them if they'd been paying attention. You don't murder, you don't worship false gods, you don't steal or cheat, etc. The people of Israel really had the same problem that we have today. It's not that we don't know better, it's that we don't behave better. We can hear the rules, but we don't always like to follow them. If anything, the giving and receiving of the Ten Commandments reveal this vital truth about human nature. My son, Xavier, who I'm excited for you to meet, is four and a half. He is a really smart kid. He knows what he should and should not do. Now, we just moved into our new apartment a few weeks ago, and he knows he's not supposed to play on my elliptical machine. Yet, every time I walk out of the room for just a minute and come back in, he is on the elliptical machine. He gives it away from the other room with his sneaky little laugh, and I have to reprimand him for the 100th time not to get on there. He knows better, but he just can't help himself. As human beings, we have a tendency to stray from what we are called to do. For this commandment, we confess the times that we have used God's name in wrongful or harmful ways, or have used it as if it was of no significance. We do this when we invoke God's name with, with certainty for thoughts or opinions that we hold to be true. We do this when we use God or even certain scriptures that push our own agendas, but which may and not reflect the heart of God. We see this in the political arena every day, don't we? We see this in the radical nature of all religions, such as the Westboro Baptist Church, which spews hatred for the LGBTQ community, who pickets at funerals of soldiers, and who are convinced that everyone is going to hell unless they conform to their understanding of God and who God is. We don't have to look very far to see the name of God used for harm and judgment, even in our own communities. We also don't have to look very far within ourselves for the times that we violate this commandment because it's far too easy to put God in a box for safekeeping, to contain the names of God that work best for us. We can easily misuse God's name when God starts to look and feel a lot like our political leanings, our ideologies, our economic status, or our gender or culture, or the color of our skin. When we put God into our God box, God is safe there. But this commandment calls us to take God out of the box that we tend to keep God in and revere the name of God once again with awe and mystery, knowing that the name of God cannot be contained to simplify our thoughts or our agendas or our worldviews. When the name of God is revealed to Moses in the burning bush, it is a sacred moment that scholars have tried to jumble together as the name of God is probably something like Yahweh. Moses, standing on holy ground, hears the name of God for the first time. Perhaps as he said it to himself, it echoed throughout where he was. Yod, hey, va, hey. Yahweh. 
The name of God is like breathing, so intimate, yet so far beyond our understanding. In the Gospels, found in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20, there is a moment when Jesus asks his disciples, Who do you say that I am? They fumble around for a bit with their answer. Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, or one of the prophets. Jesus pushes them further. But who do you say that I am? Peter answers him. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus praises him for his courage to name this, but then tells his disciples not to tell anyone about this proclamation. Why? Perhaps because they were not yet ready to accept what naming Jesus as the Messiah really meant. They did not yet understand that to give Jesus these names would lead to a cross, to persecution, to a life of sacrifice and servitude. The Israelites knew the name of God was holy, but perhaps they too needed a reminder of who the name of God called them to be, holy, set apart, beloved, courageous, vulnerable, willing to be transformed. We have the opportunity today to learn from this commandment as well as this question from Jesus, what it means to, one, to use the names that represent the grace-filled and limitless identity of God's nature. Two, to use the name of God to further the kingdom here on earth. Because for many people, we may be the only person who will share the name of God with them. Three, to take God out of whatever box we tend to put God in so that our words and actions do not misrepresent or limit God. Today, I am thankful that I did not let instances of people misusing the name of God to scare me away from the true nature of our Creator and Savior. So may the Holy Spirit lead us into deeper understanding and appreciation of the mystery of the divine name. May we discover ways to use the name of God that bring people closer into the love of God. And may we humble ourselves before it, as Moses did long ago, as we breathe in and out. Yod. Hey, va, hey. Amen.
Now go forth in the name of God, the holy, grace-filled, loving name of God, to do the work of God's kingdom right here on earth, that others will come to know the name of God for themselves. Go in peace. Go in the grace of the Lord.